Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Bayer. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the Antonio Brown trade to the Oakland Raiders. We're going to be talking about if the Lakers miss the playoffs, which they probably will, how much does that hurt um, LeBron James's legacy? And hopefully, if we have enough time, which I hope and think we will, we can talk about last night's Lakers versus Celtics game and something that Kyrie keeps saying in the press that I want to talk about. So I've been telling you guys in past episodes I was going to bring a special guest on. So I've done so. I've brought on Colin. Hi. So we have a, this is the first two-man show that I've done. I've done some on Break It Down, but on this channel. So we have a um, two-man squad today because there's a lot to talk about. So um, yeah, let's get into it. So first we're going to start with the Antonio Brown trade. So the Pittsburgh Steelers gave up wide receiver Antonio Brown to the Oakland Raiders for a 2019 third round pick and a fifth round pick. Um, so we're going to talk about the trade. Personally, at first I was just like, this is it. This is all the Steelers got, a third and a fifth round pick. But I'm wondering if behind the scenes in these front offices that the Steelers couldn't get the first round pick that they wanted or the second round pick. And overall, teams weren't willing to give up a lot for Antonio Brown because he's 31 years old and he's such a handful and teams just didn't really weren't really that interested and were backing out and they waited too long. Um, so what do you think of this trade, Colin? It was good for the Raiders because it was like they they played it smart so they knew like that a lot of teams weren't interested and they knew that the the Steelers had to trade him for something. Mm -hmm. So a third and a fifth round pick is just a good starting offer. And if there's nothing better out on the market, then lowball them. Yeah. Pretty much just lowball them and give them a not fair offer at all. And they have to take the thing is for the Steelers, this could have been the best deal that was given to them. I think, although the Raiders probably obviously won this deal. I mean, I think overall, this was probably a bad trade for the Steelers, but I think this is getting overhyped a little. It's such a bad deal. I think it's a little better than people actually crack it up to be, but I don't still don't think it's um that good. A third-round pick has solid value, but it's nothing great. And a fifth-round pick, I mean, there aren't great odds there, but, I mean, you can turn those into something, and I don't think you're going to get your next Antonio Brown, but they got Juju Smith-Schuster in, like, the third or fourth round, and... Frankly, for the Steelers, I hope we can talk more, but just keeping it pretty short, I guess. I think the Steelers could still possibly make the playoffs next year. As I said, they're kind of uh, treading water a little bit. Um, I think they have a pretty well-rounded young defense that can help them win now and will be even better in the future. And offensively, they have James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster, but they need another threat in their receiving core. Their offensive line's solid, but it's getting kind of old. And Ben Roethlisberger's a season or two away from retirement. So they're going to need their next franchise quarterback and possibly thinking about more threats to bring the offense, a little bit better of an offensive line. So they're going to have a little work to do. But I think the Steelers could save this franchise. People think it's on the downfall, but they could make the playoffs this year. They could get their next franchise quarterback. I just don't think they will. For some reason, I'm not sure they will. And you need a franchise quarterback to really succeed in the NFL. I feel like um, unless – 
Um, you have, like, the Broncos defense back when they beat Cam Newton and the Panthers. Like, they really didn't have a quarterback because Peyton Manning was not really playing that good. That's super hard to do in today's NFL. You uh, Good defense helps, but you need a good quarterback to win. It's just a priority, and I'm not sure if they can get – they are going to get one. Um, but, yeah, the Steelers got to be uh, in win-now mode, but I think they got to keep their young pieces together. Um, so I feel like they're kind of – you know, in the middle, like their future's solid. And right now their win now is pretty solid as well. But overall you lose Le'Veon Bell for nothing and trade Antonio Brown for a third and a fifth. Yeah. Things are not looking great for Pittsburgh. What do you think? Uh, I don't think they are in win now mode. I think they're, they could be this season, but I think it should, they shouldn't tank. They shouldn't, but yeah, they should they maximize should... Um, Ben Roethlisberger's window. I think they should like rebuild a little bit, make some more uh, trades, and um, like trade a few of their older players to help them win now for more picks. Yeah, no, not for more picks. Trade it for good players now, because they need to make the playoffs this year with Ben Roethlisberger before they get um, a new. I I'd like to see them make the playoffs before Ben Roethlisberger retires. So I'd like to see them do like a deal like player for player, just get a better player that helps them win now. So, like, kind of a little bit of rebuilding and kind of a little bit of win now. So, first, we're going to start with the Antonio Brown trade. So, the Pittsburgh Steelers gave up wide receiver Antonio Brown to the Oakland Raiders for a 2019 third-round pick and a fifth-round pick. Um, So, we're going to talk about this trade. Personally, at first, I was just like, this is it. This is all the Steelers got, a third and a fifth-round pick. But I'm wondering if behind the scenes in these front offices that the Steelers couldn't get the first-round pick that they wanted or the second-round pick, and overall, teams weren't willing to give up a lot for Antonio Brown because he's 31 years old and he's such a handful and teams just didn't really, weren't really that interested and were backing out and they waited too long. Um, so what do you think of this trade, Colin? It was good for the Raiders because it was like, they, they played it smart. So they knew like that a lot of teams weren't interested and they knew that the, the Steelers had to trade him for something. Mm -hmm. So a third and a fifth round pick is just a good starting offer. And if there's nothing better out on the market, then lowball them. Yeah. Pretty much just lowball them and give them a not fair offer at all. And they have to take the thing is for the Steelers, this could have been the best deal that was given to them. I think, although the Raiders probably obviously won this deal. I mean, I think overall, this was probably a bad trade for the Steelers, but I think this is getting overhyped a little. It's such a bad deal. I think it's a little better than people actually crack it up to be, but I don't still don't think it's um that good. A third-round pick has solid value, but it's nothing great. And a fifth-round pick, I mean, there aren't great odds there, but, I mean, you can turn those into something, and I don't think you're going to get your next Antonio Brown, but they got Juju Smith-Schuster in, like, the third or fourth round, and... Frankly, for the Steelers, I hope we can talk more, but just keeping it pretty short, I guess. 
I think the Steelers could still possibly make the playoffs next year. As I said, they're kind of uh, treading water a little bit. Um, I think they have a pretty well-rounded young defense that can help them win now and will be even better in the future. And offensively, they have James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster, but they need another threat in their receiving core. Their offensive line's solid, but it's getting kind of old. And Ben Roethlisberger's a season or two away from retirement. So they're going to need their next franchise quarterback and possibly thinking about more threats to bring the offense, a little bit better of an offensive line. So they're going to have a little work to do. But I think the Steelers could save this franchise. People think it's on the downfall, but they could make the playoffs this year. They could get their next franchise quarterback. I just don't think they will. For some reason, I'm not sure they will. And you need a franchise quarterback to really succeed in the NFL. I feel like um, unless – um, you have, like, the Broncos defense back when they beat Cam Newton and the Panthers. Like, they really didn't have a quarterback because Peyton Manning was not really playing that good. That's super hard to do in today's NFL. You a Good defense helps, but you need a good quarterback to win. It's just a priority, and I'm not sure if they can get – they are going to get one. Um, but, yeah, the Steelers got to be uh, in win-now mode, but I think they got to keep their young pieces together. Um, so I feel like they're kind of – you know, in the middle, like their future's solid. And right now their win now is pretty solid as well. But overall you lose Le'Veon Bell for nothing and trade Antonio Brown for a third and a fifth. Yeah. Things are not looking great for Pittsburgh. What do you think? Uh, I don't think they are in win now mode. I think they're, they could be this season, but I think it should, they shouldn't tank. They shouldn't, but yeah, they should maximize um, Ben Roethlisberger's window. I think they should like rebuild a little bit, make some more uh, trades, and um, like trade a few of their older players to help them win now for more picks. Yeah, no, not for more picks. Trade it for good players now, because they need to make the playoffs this year with Ben Roethlisberger before they get um, a new. I I'd like to see them make the playoffs before Ben Roethlisberger retires. So I'd like to see them do like a deal like player for player, just get a better player that helps them win now. So, like, kind of a little bit of rebuilding and kind of a little bit of win now. All right, so since we think that the Steelers don't really have their next franchise quarterback, do you think they have it in this draft? Do you think there's a quarterback in this draft that they could potentially trade up for or um, get with one of these picks that they have? I mean – they have the twentieth pick in the first round. They have they have the twentieth pick in the first round. They have one first rounder, one second rounder, two third rounders, a fourth rounder, a fifth rounder, two sixth rounders, and a seventh rounder. Mm, they could have it. it. When is the first round pick? Is because oh, their pick is twentieth, which oh, means 20th. they probably won't get Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins. I don't think any of those would be good options for them because. Ben Roethlisberger, none of them are as good as Ben Roethlisberger right now, I don't think. But they would have to, if they pick one of them or, like, trade it up to pick one of them, then they would be sitting on the bench, and I don't think they'd really want to do that. So I think Kyler Murray would not be a good fit with the Steelers. I think Dwayne Haskins would be an interesting fit. My question is, can they get him? I just don't think they will. Um, I think that's kind of 
people agree with me that uh, the Giants are probably going to get him at the sixth overall pick because the five teams ahead of them really don't have quarterback needs besides the Cardinals. And if the Cardinals are picking quarterback first overall, they're going to go with Kyler Murray. So basically, I just I don't think it's there. Besides Wayne Haskins, who I just don't think they're going to be able to trade up with, unless they trade up for like the fifth pick. But the, I think the Giants should have their eyes set on Dwayne Haskins and only Dwayne Haskins. And if they have to trade up, trade up, do anything to get him. I'm just not sure. I mean, maybe Daniel Jones uh, with – maybe they spend their first or their second round pick on him. But I'm just not sure it's there for the Steelers um, this year. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of these quarterbacks that are in the draft, to be honest with you, um, because I'm – like, Kyler Murray, I'm not sure. Like, Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins are just not going to get. For the rest of the guys, I'm not. I'm just not a huge believer in any of them, really. I mean, I do think they have to pick a, some sort of quarterback in this draft, whether that's spending a second-round pick on Daniel Jones, if he falls that far, or doing something, or using your sixth-round pick on um, Trace McSorley, who's the quarterback, um, out of – geez, how did I forget? Uh, but I really watched. I watched him play in college, and uh, he was really um, good. But I forget what college he went to because it's been a while since college football's been on. But I like him. But someone, you should just scout these guys and say, even if none of them really feel like our guy, who has the most potential, we'll take a chance with him and try to develop him. And maybe there's only like a ten percent chance he works, but let's try him. And if it's not there, we just try next draft. And I don't want to sound like I'm wasting a draft pick here, but mo like I take if I'm the Steelers, I'll take a chance on one of these guys and hope you get the next bet your bet next franchise quarterback. You know, just take a chance and try to develop one of these guys. Um, that's what I say. What do I you think, think that's a good idea because that's what I was thinking. That if uh it had like if the Steelers took like a quarterback now and just took a chance, I mean, yeah. maybe they would get it. I mean, they got Juju in, like, what, the third, second round? Third, like fourth round, yeah. And and he ends up being a star-wide receiver. That I mean, makes... yeah, that happens sometimes, though. I mean, I, I'm i just interested because you can learn a lot from Ben Roethlisberger. He's one of the all-time best quarterbacks. So I think you got to take a chance and hope they can learn and develop. But I'm just not sure it's there this year. But I think Steelers. if Trace McSorley falls to – McSorley. Uh, same thing. He's going to be like a sixth, seventh round pick. So he'll be later if, in the draft. If he get, if they have they two six-rounders. If so. they can pick him with like – Maybe the fifth at highest. I think he could maybe develop into a better quarterback than he's getting. Right they have now. two picks in the sixth, and I say they can use their sixth one of those six round picks on him. And uh, but I I think he intrigues me a little. But none of these guys really pop out as like someone who I really think will be great in the NFL for some reason. I'm just not a huge fan of this draft class at the quarterback position. It's mostly a defensive based draft, so. Uh, that's a kind of a reason why, like Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins, like DK Metcalf, I think they even get a little more. They get to go a little higher in the draft. Not they're good players, but like it's so defensive based that there's it kind of lacks first round offensive talent. So that's why they go a little higher. It's kind of like um, between like, like um, let's, let's say like diamonds and stones. This is kind of weird, but. 
this if you have a ton of diamonds and there's only like let's say you have a hundred di there's a hundred diamonds in the world and only three stones, all of a sudden the stones are more valuable in a way. So the offensive players are kind of like that in the first round. So I'm interested to see. I think they should take a quarterback, but I think I can say that for like twenty teams that should just take a quarterback and try. I'm just a huge fan of that, like taking some late round quarterback and hoping he develops like for most of the teams I think they should do that like I'm just I don't know why I just I'm a huge believer in that or at least just trying it so yeah we'll see uh, what the Steelers do I don't think they're gonna take any quarterback early maybe they take one later in the draft but uh who knows so that's our take on the Antonio Brown trade yeah okay so I think that um the draft combine this year was like a little weird because like Tyler Murray barely even participated. So, like, scouts aren't, like, seeing the full What do you mean thing. barely participated? Like, didn't he, like, not do some of the stuff because his hand size was, like, good compared well, to, like, Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, so they had him sit out for, like, some of the things? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they did, but... All right. So, I don't think... Yeah, Kyler Murray's just a risk to me. He's just a mm -hmm. small guy, and he can throw, but can he throw at the NFL level? Like, I don't know. So he's kind of a risky pick. I'd say Dwayne Haskins is the safer pick. Uh, Kyler Murray might have more potential due to scrambling ability because Dwayne Haskins is an in-the-pocket guy and is a much better thrower, but Kyler Murray could be scrambler and be almost as good of a thrower as Dwayne Haskins. So he's the much riskier pick I think uh, Kyler Murray is. I think Dwayne Haskins will be pretty good and the Giants should take him. But, yeah, we'll see what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. So uh, on to LeBron uh, James and whether or not uh, his legacy will be hurt if he misses the playoff. So a question I heard float around was um, how, whether or not, and if so, how much, will LeBron James's legacy be hurt if he misses the playoffs? Now, the Lakers are probably going to miss the playoffs. They've shut Brandon Ingram and Alonzo uh, Ball down for the season. They're giving LeBron a minutes restriction. The Lakers' season's over. Um, as I said in Many recent episodes, I thought they were going to make the playoffs throughout the whole season, and they didn't. They just never, you know, clicked and never think, got things together. So I was a little surprised by that. But um, my take. So here are my top five players all time. MJ is number one. LeBron's number two. Kareem's number three. Magic Johnson's number four. And I have Bill Russell number five um, because – all the rings, I mean, and he just kind of dominated his era. So, um, yeah, just the top five, just to shorten it. But I have LeBron James second in the GOAT conversation. If he misses the playoffs, he's still second. If he makes the playoffs somehow, I, he's still second. Uh, could LeBron pass MJ? Yes. I don't think LeBron will you know, fall the second for, for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Magic Johnson. I don't think his career ends horrendously and he falls in the GOAT conversation. I think he's going to stay second until, like, Giannis, maybe, or some young talent. No one that's already played and retired is going to pass him. The... <sighs> I think it hurts his legacy a little because this is a guy who's made, you know, seven straight NBA finals. And I was saying I'm going to make the playoffs. 
My thing with LeBron, though, is this season's been so tough. He has had no help, whether it's the coaching staff, the front office, his own players, injuries, everything has happened to that Lakers team. So, for LeBron, he deserves very little of the blame. I already did the the blame pie. Colin loves the blame pies. Blame pie! So, I think it... I think it hurts him a little, but I don't think it's anything huge that he's going to change in the GOAT conversation. It's obviously going to hurt him. It's not going to help him. Things aren't going to stay the same. LeBron haters are going to put that against him um, for sure. And it's definitely going to hurt his GOAT conversation. But at the same time, it's not going to hurt drastically, I don't think. I think we're going to look back at this and say that was a fluke season and it was just really weird with all the injuries and everything that happened. And LeBron, I think he'll probably win another championship in L.A. because of all the free agents that are so interested to go to L.A. And if he wins there, I mean, that's four championships in three different places. That's very impressive. And that would really help. So, uh, Colin, what's your take on this? Does it hurt? If so, how much? Uh, it. I mean, it doesn't really, like... Well, where, he might where go is he down like, by some people, yeah, by like the people who hate LeBron. But I don't think to be honest, it's like he had no help. He was like really good, but he's getting so underrated this year because he had no talent around him. Like underrated, he was no, because he's being like oh oh okay because yeah. he's not being fairly rated. He he should be better than everybody's talking about because he's. Oh, so bad because the Lakers aren't making the playoffs. You know why the Lakers aren't making the playoffs? It's because of it's not because of LeBron James. It's because all the talent ar- around him. Well, there's not really any major talent. Yeah, but it's all he had a little who, help. It's but... all people who play exactly like LeBron and then are like kind of solid defenders. Alonzo. Yeah. Yeah, so where is he in the GOAT conversation for you? What's your top five players all time? Just uh, off the top of your head. Yeah, MJ, Le- LeBron, Kareem, uh, Bill Russell, and then... Oh, Magic Johnson. So a little bit switched up from yours, but... All right, because you were debating that fifth one, and then I mouthed to you. Magic Johnson, and then you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, he forgot, and I was just like, eh, make sure. But personally, I think Bill Russell doesn't go any higher than five. Uh, Magic Johnson's definitely top four. I think the top four players, maybe not our lock, set, and zone, but your top four players should always be MJ, LeBron. It depends. I mean, you know, maybe you guys have different opinions, but whatever. That's not the point here. But does LeBron change in your GOAT conversation? Does he stay number two? He stays number two. How much does this hurt him? Not much. And he doesn't yeah. go down at all. He shouldn't go down for anyone. If anyone thinks he should go down the GOAT conversation a spot to Kareem or Magic Johnson, no, he shouldn't. Oh. I'm sorry. And just a quick stat line to mention, the last time LeBron didn't make the playoffs, oh, Zion was in kindergarten. Steve Nash was the MVP. The Suns were good, and uh, the Hawks were still bad. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, that that's a that's a fair point. Uh, but this has just been crazy. I think it's bad for the NBA not to see LA get in the Lakers. I think they'd much rather see the Lakers in for like the Clippers because a team like the Clippers, where yeah, they're in LA, but they're the worst LA team. They traded away Tobias Harris and kind of felt like they wanted to free up cast space for Kawhi or build a little bit more towards the future. No, they're gonna make the playoffs instead of the Lakers, who are the better LA team, and. You have LeBron James on the team. Personally, what team do I want to see get in? The Sacramento Kings. The only thing that doesn't make me want to see Sacramento Kings get in is I'm a Boston Celtics fan, and we own the Kings pick. So if they miss the playoffs, we have lottery odds. Um, So we get a pick in the lottery and a chance, a chance at maybe like Zion or something. Not a good <laughs> chance. Not a good chance, but a chance. And I'll take as high as in this draft, as high as a pick as it gets, because this draft is loaded. I think this is a great draft class. There's some really good players later in the draft too. I think we're gonna get a ton of talent. I I really have had some high hopes of this draft class, so I want some picks. I think we have three first-round draft picks, which I'm super excited about. Um, so just just a chance, just a sniff at Zion. Okay, as much as you like, hope, I just think the Kings have deserved it because they're a young team. They fought hard and weren't mm-hmm. expected to be very. So good. as much as you hope that the uh, Kings aren't going to make the playoffs, I think that they definitely will. Over definitely? either, yeah. Definitely. Hold on. If you guys hear typing, uh, and I'm just looking up the standings, because sometimes I hear typing when I go back and listen to these, and I notice it can get a little annoying, but I'm just typing in the standings to show Colin. So, here are the standings. I think, but I think the... Uh, this They're way, in ninth place behind the Kings, I mean the Spurs, by three and a half games. I think they can definitely... They could get in. I, I'm just I'm saying it's sure, not a definite. I'm pretty sure they could get... Eight seed, maybe seven seed, but I would definitely like to, them to see to make like a playoff push in these last couple games for like or like someone like Buddy Heald to go off or like De- De'Aaron Fox, mm. someone like really young. So it, it might make uh, the Kings a little bit more of an interesting team because I don't think anybody really watches the Kings. So, I just wanted to point this out. The Lakers are now in 11th place and only a whole game ahead of the Pelicans. Now, if they go past the Pelicans, they'll be 12th in the West. And I think that's perfect for the Lakers. They want to try to get a good young prospect that they can either add in an Anthony Davis prospect trade or possibly get a future star to play alongside LeBron and give this team a good future. I mean, I don't know. That would just be interesting. I think they should tank. Yeah, I mean, if the Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs, they might as well get the best lottery odds possible. So um, now, because we're starting to run out of time, we got about five minutes left, like four minutes. Uh, Quickly over the Lakers-Celtics game last night, mostly Kyrie. Irving and something I wanted to point out. But basically, quickly, most people expected the Celtics to win this game. I was a little nervous that they lose, but for the most part, I was like, they should win this game. I thought this should be in the bag, the Celtics should win, but I was a little nervous that if they lose, oh God. Um, a lot of players in double digits. It was an overall well-rounded game yesterday um, for the Celtics. Uh, Mortis Wagner, who I really liked out of college, um, put up... 22-6-3 yesterday in 34 minutes. He had more minutes than LeBron, who only played 28, and still put up 30-12-10. Triple-double for LeBron, 28 minutes. Um, 
so, I mean, they had really no one really played well, but they're missing most of their players. It's clear that the Lakers season is over. Um, but, but the Celtics really made things interesting and gained only in the second or third quarter. But uh, Kyrie Irving. So something I noticed in the post game. Me, my, I, I, me, my, me. It all starts with me. That's what he says. If you, I want you to go listen uh, to one of his post games, and he literally says every single time I've heard him. I'll say, Kyrie will lead to the success. You know, it starts with me. Uh, you know, I set the energy. I set the tone for the team. It all starts with me. You know, that's what the team's success is. It's from me. You know, my game's been really elevating lately. It's all me, my, I. It's all about Kyrie. And I just find it hilarious. This guy's always talking about himself. What do you think? Uh, it's... He's, he's just to start, like, actually talking to the other players more because I've heard that all of his conversations start and end with Jason Tatum. And they don't go any further than that. In the locker room, they don't talk at all. And, um, well, I know lately this Indian road trip, so an interesting quick thing, because we're running out of time, is that, um, you know, these guys got a six-hour plane flight, and then they're all starting to click together, and there was a great vibe at practice, and on the bench, you can just see the guys, this hasn't happened all year, but... You know, they'll, they'll make a three and they'll be off the bench, like, cheering, and they're really starting to come together as a team on this road trip. Oh, and uh, one last thing. After the Bulls game, Kyrie Irving said, um, they, they asked him, they said, how do you think the, your team will do after um, this loss against the Bulls? He said, I think we'll do good because I'm here. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's what's going on. And Kyrie also has talked about in the past. People don't remember things in the regular season, and the one specifically, I believe, this is after the Bulls game. He said, "No one cares about the regular season; it's all about the playoffs." Then that game against the Magic, where Gordon Hayward took the last shot. Why were you yelling at him? Why'd you care? Why'd you care that he took the last shot and missed, and you guys lost the game to the Orlando Magic? Why'd why'd you care about that? Why did you know if? Gordon Hayward's gonna take the last shot. Why doesn't that uh that matter? You know, he, he can take the last shot if he wants. It doesn't matter. The regular season doesn't matter according to Kyrie. So why was he so mad at Gordon Hayward for taking that last shot? Because he wants to look cool in front of everybody. I mean, maybe I like who knows? Like who knows? Kyrie, this guy just cannot make up his mind. So that's all we have for uh today. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. So uh, we had a special guest, Colin. Colin, would you like to come on the show more? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we can do more of this. I'm not promising every episode, but hopefully more. So, uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. As always, uh, send in things that you want on the Anchor mobile app and, um, tell your friends so we can keep getting more views. So, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening and I'll see you next time.